a concept deemed brave, beautiful, inevitable, indomitable, invulnerable, abominable, abominable. <laughs> Constantinople, not Istanbul. <laughs> The Chattanooga Drive-In Show. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show, Monday through Friday, daily podcast. Designed to replace those old-fashioned morning shows, old-fashioned TV morning shows that are just, I mean, just jam-packed with fluff with very little information. They take 10 minutes of information and then stretch it out over four hours somehow. And still do so without really being entertaining. We're trying to fix that and go in just exactly the opposite direction. Take four or five hours of information, entertaining information, informative entertainment, informative entertainment. Sometimes our brains just get ahead of ourselves. I mean, our tongues can't even keep up because we think so fast here and try to get to you as quickly as possible so you can get your day going, all right? So it's uh, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m., found at any place you find quality podcasts, Chattanooga Driving Show, that's what you're listening to. You know what? You know what? I think this is a good time to test Jen. Oh, This is a go. good time to test Jen. Here we're broadcasting live from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. <laughs> and and just just to, we'll, we'll play a round of Phoebe Ball because I mean, uh, she's 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 had it awfully easy lately. No, I had yes, not. Yes, she's had it easy lately. She's been over here mailing it in. Sorry, today. I mean, so for for the big prize, you know, this is Sweeps Week. Yes. Well, this is Sweeps Week, and we have a 1974 AMC Pacer that we're giving away. <laughs> All right. That, that you actually are eligible to win. And you have to answer, but we're playing Phoebe Ball. Do you remember Phoebe Ball? No. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Everybody what remembers year was Phoebe that? Ball. Well, this was, of course, during Friends. During oh. when, when Friends was on, right. whenever they would get down to like when we would do, you know, Rochambeau, Rock, Paper, Scissors, they were trying to make <laughs> up a decision, they would have to play around a Phoebe Ball. And Phoebe Gosh, was, of I course, the umpire and the referee. I remember that. And so it would go like this What is the best thing about a tree? the leaves hmm. we were going for green sorry thank you for playing <laughs> uh, yeah thank you very much for playing uh but we were going thank for green you, on that one Lee, well, a good guess though uh, 37 percent of the crowd said said, said <laughs> <You are>. so we have two guests count them one and two Guest one and guest two coming in today on uh, this particular show, and we're looking forward to it. So let's just go ahead and get things started. We do have a big breaking story we're going to spend some time on. We do? Um, yeah, well, uh, Russell's deep flex is what it's going to be. We're going to do oh. a deep dive interview. Then we've got uh, Russell flexing his muscle. And, and, and we'll also talk about yesterday's crazy weather a little bit. But right now we'll just get officially going by me asking that official question <laughs> open says me no 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 <laughs> russell what's happening that wasn't a question yeah. well jeff uh, chenoga police say a person was hit by bullets on 7th street early monday morning 
Happened around 1.30 a.m. The police say the victim's injuries are considered to be life-threatening. Also, the Chattanooga police are investigating yet another shooting which took place on Sunday. The cops say the shooter jumped out of a vehicle, fired several shots, and then jumped in, speeding away. That's yet another shooting that's being investigated that happened on Sunday. It's the third reported shooting from that two-day period, Saturday and Sunday. In Ringgold, fire investigators say that a blaze which consumed a home on Clydesdale Lane was intentionally set. The house suffered heavy damage and there were multiple points where fires were set. Investigators say that it happened around 6 a.m. on Saturday. A reward of $10,000 is offered for information that leads to an arrest and conviction. You can claim that reward if you call 800-282-5804. And lastly, Hamilton County Sheriff's Office Detective Richard Patterson turned himself in on a charge of domestic assault. He was booked into the, the Silverdale Jail on Monday night. This comes following an incident that occurred on October the 9th. And now if you donate to our Kickstarter, maybe we can get him a better phone line. It's On the Hook with Dave Hooker. John Gruden has been called a lot of things, a coaching candidate, sleazy, a snake oil salesman, but never cryptic. I'm Dave Hooker off the hook sports. Well, that's the headline of the New York Post, that he's cryptic in an upcoming interview that's going to air on HBO's Real Sports. Now, he said the truth will come out. What does that mean? I have no idea. Do I think someone had it out for John Gruden for some reason? It was also a big-time candidate for Tennessee's open coaching job the last three times. He would have never considered the job, but let's get back to the topic. So John Gruden says the truth will come out. Well, what is the truth? That there are emails where he spoke poorly of women, of minorities, of people of different sexual orientation. Yeah, that's the truth. It's kind of hard to top that. Anything else would be an opinion. You've offended most everyone on your team. In case you didn't know it, there's a high percentage of African-Americans in the NFL. And there are other players that might not think just like you. John Gruden, just go away. You've already done the show. Throw them about a million not to air it. Are you lucky that he's not Tennessee's head coach? John Gruden, after what he's been through over the past couple of weeks, Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. It is indeed Off the Hook Sports. Yes. I think I think we've all been caught at least once by that. Off the hook, on the hook, you get the hook. Well, we have a sheet no. of paper that says on the hook, so well. he's forgiven. Love having Dave Hooker here. He brings a tremendous amount of uh, credibility and gravitas to the show. And he has a very, very, very good, smooth delivery sports style. Upfront wrap-up. Upfront wrap-up is the part of the show. Uh, well, first of all, it's brought to you by The Sports Barn. The Sports Barn with three locations, all three locations, keeping you in shape, getting you better uh, health-wise, mentally, spiritually, physically, completely holistic approaches 
to healthy living, literally from diet to just uh, meat to relaxation on. Like I said, I go down there quite often for just what we used to refer to as the old executive workout, just the steam and the sauna. Sports Barn, been around since 1979, and they are the sponsors of the Upfront Wrap-Up. And that's where we basically take the most important stories of the day, and we try to get them out to you as quickly as possible, and that way you can move on about your day. Keep in mind, being a podcast, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, you can stop, look, listen, look to your left, look to your right, do the hokey pokey. <laughs> you can rewind it. You can fast forward it. You can go back and listen to it five more times in a row. Just don't zoom in. Not too far anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. So we did have some ridiculous weather yesterday. We had uh, a nor'easter, which is really, you know, you, you hear about them all the time. Hey, it's a nor'easter blowing in. Yeah, it was a nor'easter that year. And the fact is, I mean, when the reason that that sticks in your head is because it really is uncommon. So it took my eye. For the, 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 the weather to direct itself from the northeast down, you know, uh, out of the, the cold, cold northern Atlantic and come screaming down across Nova Scotia into New England is actually a rarity. And it, is, uh, it was one of the things that, that basically caused the perfect storm. Hmm. Uh, you had a big, you know, a hot weather mass. You had a hurricane that was dying and almost out of energy. And here comes a nor'easter that basically just fed it everything it needed to become that massive, massive monstrous storm. And, of course, ate the Andrea Gale and so much more. And then out west at the same time when they're dealing with this stuff up there, these high winds – Floods again, just a just powerful, powerful, powerful storm. Then we've got this thing they're calling the bomb cyclone. Yeah, the bomb cyclone. And what are they calling it? The super river or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Um, west, and I mean, this is San Francisco, and they're used to, of course, getting lots of smudgy weather. That's what you get <laughs> in San Francisco. You get smudgy cold fronts and smudgy warm fronts. And you don't get big booming cold fronts come screaming through like you do around here mm -hmm. that produce big, massive thunderstorms. That's when I was out in Colorado this summer during the 4th of July. To hear thunder is actually fairly irregular out there. Oh, really? It's not, it's not common that. at all. No, no. You can see flashes of lightning off in the distance, but you don't hear that much thunder because they really don't gather together that much. Um, San Francisco got hit with a huge storm and had to deal with it, of course, all day long and into the evening, and they're still dealing with it right now, even as we speak. At the same time, they've got those wildfires still going on, too. Yeah, yeah, and 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 rain, torrential rain, you think, would basically put something like that out, and obviously it helps a lot, but when you've got a fire that's been burning as long as some of those have— it is now stories deep, mm -hmm. stories deep in embers. Yeah, and it, keep in mind, too, that heat rises, and that can actually create a dissipation in the actual clouds which sure. would rain on it. Yeah. You've got that heat sort of convection effect that keeps the clouds yeah. away from it. Droplets may make it down, but just, just hazy mist will not. It'll, yeah. it'll evaporate. Yeah. Um, the state of Virginia has everybody's attention right now politically. You've got the big uh, governor's race going on out there. You've got Terry McAuliffe, uh, who is the Democratic uh, incumbent. And you've got uh, Joe Biden uh, campaigning for him. You've got uh, Obama campaigning for him. Then you've got the GOP challenger, Glenn Youngkin. 
Now, the the funny thing is, is he's got Trump's endorsement. Trump has endorsed him by name, but has not been invited to campaign inside Virginia, has not asked to come to Virginia to campaign. Mm -hmm. So apparently we're about to get to see where the line is between just the power of the endorsement and the power of the rally. Well, Without the rally, I really wonder how much power the former president still has. And, I mean, Biden won that state by 10% last time. Yeah, the problem with a Trump endorsement or a Trump campaign on your ticket, I should say, is that it doesn't really do anything for the moderate vote. You've got people who are moderate Republicans who, you know, maybe they're fiscally conservative, socially liberal, what have you. Normally they would be Republican, but because they're not a huge fan of Trump, which is, describes a lot of people in America right now, they're going to vote for the Democrat ticket instead. And Virginia has a lot of those people who say work in D.C. Uh, and, and, you know, various offices there. Uh, so they really want to target that moderate vote so they can flip that over to the Republican ticket. And having Trump campaigning with you is not really a good way to convince moderates to vote for you at this point. Um, uh, Brian, I want to get you in just real quick. Your voice is back at least it's a little bit. It's kind of back. It's yesterday, kind of you back. sounded like death on a cracker yeah, yesterday. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> I, obviously, the, Bra- the Braves in, in the World Series, I, hey. mean, that's, I mean, that was that was what you croaked out yesterday, and uh, we weren't able to really talk much yeah, more than an, that. It was an exhilarating weekend. I mean, been waiting no for doubt. this for uh, 20 years. 22 years. Yeah. I mean, I was a, I was a child when they uh, were winning all the time, and yeah. I was a late teenager the last when that – kind of run yeah. ended and but, it was at that time it was like oh okay yeah we'll just we'll do it, this it every five year. years i mean f- from from the worst to first that was the that was the best season of all and then it took another five years to actually finally win the thing yeah but and, in the decade you know, of the 90s they went to the world series five times yeah and it's yeah. been 22 years so it's like yeah we'll yeah. just we'll just do this every year it's okay <laughs> we lost exactly. no big deal we'll go again next year i was going to ask you very wake up 42 quickly. years old actually do you uh do you understand what just happened with the lookouts the lookouts just basically bought all their own uh stock back i oh, uh, from there yeah from there from the guy that was ripping them off 20 percent ponzi scheme yeah. owner uh guy i can't remember his name but yeah, yeah i saw that yeah he uh, uh he is uh, officially busted and in trouble and so the As lookouts were able to require, reacquire all of his stock shares. So it's all back That's in the hands great. of the people that need That's to really have good. it. Yeah. Hey, this guy, uh, Bernie Madoff, is wanting to invest in the Chattanooga Drive-In show. <laughs> He'll be taking his money immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a couple of things, little bitty things here. Yellowstone and Grand Teton Parks set records. We still got people more than ever before during the pandemic year, they really did discover that getting in the outdoors was good and good for you. How much do you think uh, is now, uh, how much of that do you think is now going to be uh, morbidity tourism because of the Brian Laundry thing with Grand Teton? Oh, there will be a lot of that for a long time. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there will always be, just like there's a haunted, you know, trails downtown in Chattanooga. Oh, yeah. I grant you, there will always be a small cottage industry of macabre, morbid people who go out there simply to walk those last, those last, you know, yeah, hundreds of yards the, to my, be in the vicinity. We're we're yeah. we're a weird bunch. My generation, especially, is a lot less reverent than the people who came before us, for better or for worse. And so we'll be walking through, and the tour guide goes, and right there is where they found the body. Mm-hmm. We're all into that stuff. Well, um, I heard this yesterday, and this is a great thing. 
Clinical trials are starting with a new experimental vaccine for women between the ages of 18 and 35 who have been diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer. Oh, great. It has a, which has a high fatality rate. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, these trials um, will be done for, on voluntary women who are actually in remission. Hmm. Um, they have no tumor, but they have a high risk of reoccurrence. The trials will take about 10 years. But they're they're considering this a major breakthrough in treatment for breast cancer. Well, that's awesome. It is. All right. Well, there's a couple of things I got coming up here. And just let me just run through the rest of these. Uh, this is worthy of note for later on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hand this one to you for a deep dive. Basically, two people go to Facebook. They create files for them. Uh, character files for them and then the algorithms do the rest and basically it's just amazing what one fictional person the the rabbit holes they're sent down compared to the other fictional person and it does show you exactly what the problem is with social media these days and and why it has become so divisive Uh, Yelp says that virtually all of the businesses that closed because of COVID are now open again. Uh, I'm looking here, 85% of the businesses that shuttered from March 2020 through the third quarter are up and running now that that actually said they were closed because of COVID. They are back up and running now, and that is a good thing. And here is one that I definitely want you to do a deep dive on sometime in the very near future, maybe as near as tomorrow's future. Sure. The Havana syndrome. Oh, Havana syndrome. The yeah. Havana syndrome oh, yes. has we, just gotten more and more attention. Russell and I were talking about that last week. Yeah, I think I got that when I was in Pittsburgh. And as a matter of fact, that is going to be kind of a starting point for my editorial today. And this is what they swore. We all knew how to play. We understood the deal. We do it every day. Everybody's got and one. Everybody's. An opinion, an opinion on this, that, and the other thing. I'm going to use that very, I don't don't want to get too deep into the actual science of it. No, you just hang on to that. That is your, that is your homework for, for, for the deep dive. Thank you. But what we know, the Havana syndrome is fill in the blank very quickly with, with a sentence or two. Uh, Havana syndrome is a mysterious illness of some kind that's causing nausea, headaches, I've even read instances of temporary blindness, and uh, Havana refers to the U.S. Uh, consulate embassy diplomatic mission in Havana, Cuba, uh, where people were getting this mysterious illness, and they believe it's due to some kind of electromagnetic, maybe sonic weapon that yes, the microwaves, yeah, some kind of weapon of some kind that the uh, that the Havanese, the Cuban government, are using. And this, uh, so this, this is my this is my big question: How many? people in the world, how many countries in the world, how many, you know, uh, uh, cultures in the world would be able to use this technology in this way? Because it seems like a very, very poor man's neutron bomb. I wouldn't say a neutron bomb, but definitely a, a irritant more like, um, it's, it's sort of like a, it's like a, it's a directed energy weapon. Like it's almost like chemical warfare. It's not chemical though. It's not a chemical. That's the interesting thing about it is that it it could, I mean, I could make one. 
Like I've looked at. My point being, you could make one, and I guarantee you, there's a whole bunch of other hacker type people who could make one out there. I this this is terrifying to me Mm -hmm. that we have. I mean, literally an invisible weapon that can do this kind of damage. Mm -hmm. We assume this is the editorial part. We assume it's governments doing it, and spooks. Why shouldn't we just assume it's a bunch of geeks? With their wired magazines. Hey, no spoilers for my muscle flex. And they're in their in their in the corners of their rooms where their moms go, What are you doing down there? And this is what they're doing. Is yeah. they're actually coming up with weapons of singular to semi mass destruction. Yeah. It's yeah. debilitating. It it can be definitely debilitating. And it's sort of like what the police are using right now at protests, you know, with those Yeah. Uh, I forget the name of them off the top of my head, but those noise Noise. Yeah, the high pitches. Yeah, the high frequency weapons they're using. Well, and then they have the low frequency weapons that have a totally different effect on the human yeah, body. Yeah, can make which, you uh, yeah, mess actually, yourself. Yeah, yeah, completely evacuate your bowels, yeah. which kind of makes you incapable of fighting. It does, in fact. Yeah, yeah but uh, I've not heard about that one. Oh yeah, literally, it's just a rumble you can't even hear that literally will just loosen your bowels and cause you to to lose it inside your uniform and that makes for a very demoralized army (laughs) what a bummer it does and these can be deployed on drones too consider that possibility and that would be a easy cheap disposable weapon that could affect a lot of people all at the same time all right thank you so much welcome the moment the moment the moment this one's quick and easy chattanooga drive-in show tri-state region's drive-in theater of the mind Featuring the voice of our city's morning commute for three decades. That's me, Jeff Stiles with a Y. Co-host, Jen Lambert, Russell Stroud, Dave Hooker, Brian Stone, Jeff Greenspan, and Taft Sibley. we got a guest coming up in just a second. Matt Gidney is going to be joining us in just a little bit. We'll be talking about the Epilepsy Foundation, his work there, and some other things. But uh, the thing with the Chattanooga Drive-In Show is it's our guarantee. It is our guarantee. That in one hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes, yeah, you'll be informed, that. warned, entertained, and brain sprained. We seem to have come to a natural stopping time of about an hour and 15 minutes yep. when we get everything in and we're not hurried and we're not freaking out. Right. Usually we're hurried and we're freaking out and it still happens the same way. Yeah. Uh, so that it's we're just, getting, it's, it's, gonna, getting better. It's, it's there. And we will make it longer. Uh, if, for the, if that's what you guys really want, we'll figure out a way. It'll take some doing. But if r- people are literally saying it's not long enough, what I don't have anything else to do with the rest of my morning. Right. I used to listen all morning. We're trying to shorten it up for them. Mm-hmm. And that's turning into, for some people, an actual detriment. Because yeah. they, they, they weren't just wanting to listen just to the show and get the information. It was their background during whatever they were doing. So we'll make more. Is all I'm saying later on down the line. Today's dumb moment. This is quick and easy. Dublin, Georgia. It is not the international home for Mensa. I promise you, Dublin, Georgia. Been there a few times. Federal prosecutors say a Georgia man used a pandemic relief loan to buy. Yes. What would you do if you just suddenly had your hands on $85,000 that you'd lied about and the government gave to you and you go, man, I got this money. I can spend it right now. A Pokemon card. He bought a $57,000 Pokemon card. (laughs) If I'm lying, I'm dying. Court records showing a Dublin man charged with lying on an application for a pandemic economic relief loan 
about the number of people his business employed and the company's gross revenues. He faces one count of wire fraud. Now, it doesn't seem like much, but wire frauds, they take it very seriously, and it's a far-reaching thing. If you use a phone to commit a crime, they will hit you with committing wire fraud. Uh, so keep that in mind. Please forgive my ignorance, but what is a Pokemon card? Oh, hang on. But, and I'll just finish up. The court filing said he received $85,000 in August of last year and used the money to buy a Pokemon card for $57,789. Now, Pokemon, I certainly was not an aficionado by any stretch of the imagination, but my kids were so into Pokemon I absorbed much of the culture just by being around them. I can tell you my favorite character in Pokemon was Charizard, a big fire-breathing <laughs> lizard. All right, And then there was another dude with a turban who always seemed to be really badass, but he always got his ass kicked by the bad guys. So I never really could figure out if he was really bad, if he was just a, a geek out there stumbling around. But Pokemon, it, it, there, it was short for Pocket Monsters, Oh. Japanese anime, and they had trading cards, and you got to catch them all. You remember that? It was Pikachu. Pikachu was the Pikachu was the Pikachu. cute little bitty one. He looked like a little bunny, but he was the most powerful one of all. When Pikachu got fired up, boom! It was all over, man. I, it was Mighty Mouse. I, Here I, he comes <laughs> to save the day. I mean, it was badass. I remember Pokemon Go. Well, that and was I, that was remember, an offshoot of it. I remember how upset certain businesses were that they were the location because they weren't going into buying. Matt anything. Gidney is our guest. He has slid in here in Russell's <laughs> and, seat. And thankfully, I happen to be an expert on Pokemon. And I'm going. I, I'm no. I'm looking at you, and I'm I'm judging your age, and I'm thinking uh, between your own age and the age of your potential children. You probably got dead into the Pokemon somewhere. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I'm 24, so I, I think I am in that that age demographic. Somehow I missed it though. So I had on my my little PlayStation as a as a kid, I did have some Digimon game, which I think I turned on one time, had no idea what was going on, and like threw it away because yeah, I, well, I didn't understand. Me with it, any video right? game, yes, <laughs> I didn't exactly. understand it, and I me still with don't. Pong. Yeah, yes. So I know, I know that Pokemon Go was kind of like the thing, mm -hmm. and I, I never fully understood that, to to be honest. So, <laughs> all right, well, somebody out there, we'll we'll get it. Somebody will be walking by one of the soccer players who will be able to give us the bird's eye low down scoop on this caper why that card was worth <laughs> that much money. I mean, uh, that's like a Hornus Wagner baseball card, for now, goodness sake. Did you all hear about, I don't know if you heard about this, did you hear about that um, Walking Dead Pokemon Go thing that they were launching? I don't know if it no. ever came out. No. no. But they, you know, it was going to be based on the show, and sure. you're going to be able to see, like, zombies walking uh -huh. around just like in Pokemon like Go. It. But that sounded like such an obviously bad idea, right? That yes. got... You're walking around town seeing zombies walking around. Like, how does that not go badly? Like, it's really going fast? to go badly every <laughs> single time in my in my scenario. I don't want to see zombies right. ever at all. Yeah, I mean, now hang on a second. <laughs> the slow lumbering zombies, I got no problem with. Right. I just outpace them. I, I mean, even with my bad leg. Sure. And I mean, but those those fast zombies. Oh, oh no, more man. They, zombies? no, 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 yeah. no space for them. Yeah. No soup for you. <laughs> 
Certainly not in Chattanooga. Uh, by the way, the dumb moment is brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. And Matt, uh, Matt Guinea, what brings you to us today? Here, the, your first visit to the podcast. I know. Well, I, it's cool to kind of be here in your new setup. Yeah. Um, you were calling it bold and inevitable. Yes. I think that's, I mean, it's cool to see you all in, entering the podcast world again. We were, Jen and I were just talking beforehand. Like, people my age do listen to a ton of podcasts. And I, you know, it's You're our target. Yeah. Well, it, well it's interesting what yeah. you were saying about people are asking for a longer show because yeah. it, it's true. These three and a half hour, four, like the fact that Joe Rogan's podcast does so well. Sure. I mean, I think it's the most listened to podcast it out is. there. Oh, I mean, he, it no, is. He's the By Rush, mile, he's right? the Rush yeah. Limbaugh yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it. people are, are craving conversation, and they want long conversation. They want, you know, they're missing it for some reason. You know, for whatever reasons that is, they are craving more conversation. So and I think there's something to that. We're working with all the local podcasters, podcastinators, the podcastination. We're trying to actually come up with a at least loose coalition of cooperative efforts. Uh, I've been on many of them. Uh, we have another gentleman coming a little bit later on today. We're going to be talking to him. It's about Chattanooga civics, mm. and God knows uh, the the folks in this country need some civics lessons, no <laughs> doubt about it. But now your your main uh, thank you for visiting. Thank you for coming by and your kind words. Uh, you're with the Epilepsy Foundation, That's right. and you guys are is it are we closing in on the end of the awareness month now so november is epilepsy awareness where so we're just getting to yeah we're about to launch into it and we have a ton going on this november so the highlight of epilepsy awareness month here in chattanooga is the walk across tennessee which is something we're doing in conjunction with some other foundations and cities across tennessee so when you walk on november 13 we'll have a a place you can do it down at renaissance park from 10 to 1. Uh, but if you come down on November 13, walk with us. There'll be people walking all over the state, and you'll get to help raise awareness. The The Chattanooga Marathon is going mm-hmm. on that weekend. Yes. And so we'll be right down the heart of everything. We'll be wearing our purple shirts, putting up signage, you know, uh, put, handing out flyers, you know, just raising awareness about epilepsy, which is important because for something that's as common as it is, one in every 26 people will have epilepsy at some point in their lifetime here in the United States. Uh, not a lot of people actually talk about it or have any clue what epilepsy is in many cases. So... We do want to raise that awareness, celebrate all our friends here in Tennessee who have epilepsy. Uh, we know so many people who are just killing it, and we want to kind of celebrate them. I am going to go ahead and just jump out here so that you may or may not be aware. I think we might have talked about it before, but you know, I actually was part of the uh, founding of the walk. It wasn't as much the walk itself, but it was an offshoot that we did for several years where we got a lot of local media celebrities, and they were mm-hmm. doing the walk up on top of Raccoon Mountain yeah, around that. the lake. And I got the media folks to do, instead of the actual road, do the trail, the mountain bike trail. And I discovered that the majority of Chattanooga media folks are in terrible condition. They're in terrible shape, and they were not pulling the hills very well, and they were slipping, and there was much ass bustage because there was nowhere near as much coordination among them as I thought there would be, to be frank. And some of those drops off some of those bluffs were pretty scary. 
and I saw some people hanging on to roots for with their dear life. But but we did that three years in a row and had a ball. I'd I'd like to bring it back. Yeah, no, that's, I mean that sounds great. And thankfully, with Renaissance Park, the potential for for deadly falls is fairly minimal. Um, <laughs> if you get to the very top of the tall hill and you hit and you roll right. down just but wrong, you got the cardboard hill, and yeah. that's about the biggest then, hazard. I then can you think bump of. into the big giant head and you poke yeah. your eye. About, yeah, yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> <laughs> that big head always reminds me of the the thing from uh, the night in the Smithsonian. You got some gum gum dum dum. I keep expecting you to say that whenever I'm down there. The potential for deadly falls should be your tagline. Well, that that is usually how we advertise our events. Like your chances of surviving our fundraiser are high. So that's a that's a priority. Come to our fundraiser and probably live through it. You'll most likely see November 14. So. And we have free cokes. Well, and we hope you see, we hope you survive through November 14 because we also have a, a concert coming up on November 18 at Wanderlinger. Yeah. It's nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. in conjunction with Be The Change. So oh, if you survive cool. the walk and yeah. make it to that date, <laughs> you can also come join us at Wanderlinger. There'll be some local artists performing songs. You'll get to help support our um, our program for kids, uh, Studio E, which is an art therapy program. Nice. So if you, you know, are so inclined, that'll be in the evening there on the 18th. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, it's a million-dollar idea. I'm just giving it to you. The, Here we but, go. but it could be the Epilepsy Foundation could be the first big charitable organization that actually does a fundraiser that involves physical danger. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, just, I mean, a cross between American Ninja and, and Paintball. And I mean, really get some skin in the game. You know, I, I, I hear you. I mean, it, it's sadly lacking from the Chattanooga nonprofit like scene right now. <laughs> Cornhole um, with hand grenades. You know, I, I well, can see well, it now. You know, draw me up a couple like you know like plans, and we'll look at 2022. Jen, and, take and, care uh, of that for me. Yeah, let's let's put it in writing. We'll I'll run it by my director, see what she thinks. Matt, so. uh, <laughs> we 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 actually we we dubbed this one a deep dive uh, just to get you in to talk about something in particular in depth. Anything you'd like to add? Uh, just information just to get out there for folks yeah so yeah real quick um so when you're looking at november you know of course i, I highlighted the walk the concert there are other things you can do the best way to find out about those is follow us on facebook we're the epilepsy foundation of southeast tennessee uh, or go to our website www.epilepsy-setn.org uh, where we'll have a schedule up there for everything that's going on uh, there'll be a chance to go do something with uh, nothing bunt cakes We'll have every Wednesday a meetup at Be Caffeinated for coffee. Um, we're going to have a, a, a give back night at Moe's in Dalton. So there's a lot going on. If you want to get involved, uh, you've got lots of opportunities. And I will, of course, post all of that to our Facebook yes, page. Thank you. Do you remember me telling you about the ad writer who died uh, last week? And he said the difference between things that were funny and and he he was the he was the island of misfit toys. He was the one that did where's the beef, and all these great lines. And, yeah. And he was trying to describe to somebody who wasn't getting something that was funny. He goes, look, a bunt cake pan is funny, <laughs> a weed eater is not. And other people are going, I get that, I understand that. So I mean that that's that's, that's yeah. a special type of. Uh, of mentality to be able to grab onto that. So I, I, I wasn't expecting to hear bunt cake today. Thank you. <laughs> well, that, that was our goal when we, when nothing bun cakes expressed their support. We we're like, that would be funny. That's like, funny. <laughs> I, I, it, it's funny. Well, I uh, thank you so much for coming in yeah, and uh, go grab that goober that went out when you walked sure. in and send him back in. Cause he's still got yeah. work to do. All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, it's good to see you. Matt. Good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. 
What are you doing? What are you doing? Basically, a community calendar. We're going to keep this one short. So we have another um, interview coming up in just a little bit. But the What Are You Doing community calendar segment is made possible by the kindness, concern, and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. Gary Thurman handles all the money that my wife and I have invested. I trust them completely. 710-9199. And, of course, Gary and Tide have their own podcast. They're on three different stations that I know of. And we've got all the other podcasts. We're going to be talking to the gentleman with the uh, Chattanooga Civics podcast a little bit later on today. Nathan, uh, Bird. Nathan Bird is going to be in here. We're going to be talking to Barry Quarter later on about the Watt podcast. we got Stone on air talking about his podcast whenever he wants to in here. During the break with Clint Powell, Dave Fire with Dawson Wheeler, people of Chattanooga, the uh, 9 what and all the rest. Uh, we want to... to be the resource, not just for the community to get the word out there, the important stuff out there, and to and to bring everybody together. But we want to also bring all the podcasters together and dominate the old traditional media folks and whip their ass and take yes. their money. That's what that's that's a goal. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my goals anyway. I think we should create a page on our on our website that has links to all of the podcasts. I think we absolutely. I, I can't. Have we not done Local that already? Podcasts. My yeah. goodness gracious. We're on working that. on it. All right, here we go. What are you doing? Substance abuse documentary, free virtual screening of a movie called 100 Miles to Redemption, and it's about U.S. Army veteran Sean Livingston's struggles, very real struggles with PTSD and recovery from substance abuse. This mm-hmm. is going to be done by Centerstone, a not-for-profit health system. It's at 7 p.m., on October 29th, all right? And I've heard very, very good things about this guy and uh, and his story. Chattanooga Theater Center, the Theatre Center, mm-hmm. is offering up the Agatha Christie's The Holler. Yes. The Holler, not The Holler. <laughs> it, it, uh, the Holler would be a totally different show. Y'all come on down. And that's uh, coming all up, the, all the week, all the times. All the times between now and Halloween. Yeah. All the all the feels. Yes. All right. And if you missed it, I actually mentioned that a few days ago. I know. I whatever. Know. I know. We double up sometimes. Noon tunes are happening tomorrow in Miller Plaza. Uh, I free. mentioned them one time. Wear your costumes and listen to tunes midday in Miller Plaza. I mentioned this one time. The Charles H. Coolidge Medal of Honor Heritage Center. Yes. Because this one's too important not to go to. Mm-hmm. War Comes Home, the legacy the traveling exhibition exploring themes of wartime separation, adjustments to life back home, and the cost of war, and that goes through December 29th. So you'll hear me say it again, uh, I guarantee. One more, All Handcrafted right. Wishes, Friday, October 29th from 7 to 10 at the Hunter Museum, $10. This is the sixth annual event. will include unlimited samples of craft beer, cider, wine, spirits, food from local restaurants, and a DJ and costume contest. Before we go to the Pimp's Corner, I'm going to bring up the world's most excellent jukebox. Um, We're going to go ahead and make this mention of this segment, and I'm going to guarantee you that every day I will be adding songs to the world's most excellent jukebox, and we want you to do the same thing. We want this to literally be a crowdfunding effort only we're funding the world's best music in the world's best digital jukebox. So it's crowdsourced. It's crowdsourced. It's a crowdsourced jukebox, all right? 
and the world's most excellent jukebox is found. It's found on our on our Facebook page, and, Chattanooga Drive-In and, and Show. And thank you, and thank you to those who have already posted. who've already done it. That's yeah. they're, they're getting the idea. And again, we're not we're not looking for the top ten hits of of certain years, or the biggest songs of certain bands, or the overplayed stuff that you hear. We're looking for musical excellence. Maybe some of those bands did other songs that you liked better. The deeper cuts, live versions, covers, demos. Um, just unusual takes, old stuff, classic stuff, every genre, every genre should be represented. And thank you very much to Yellow Racket Records for helping us make that possible. And it's also made possible by an anonymous donor who has chosen to invest in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, but gave his time over to local charities. And the charities are a step ahead. We plan on getting them in, I believe, next week. Chattanooga mm-hmm. Girls Rock and Habitat for Humanity in the very near future, all right? Yes. So there you go. And now it's time for the pimp. Pimp Jen. Pimp Jen strutting her stuff. Here she comes just to walking down the street singing do I diddy dum diddy do. Hey, you're on her corner, so yays, hoorays, and booze to use. I'm going to keep it short. I have three yays. Chattanooga has opened a new grocery store on the south side called Gordon's. Gordon's Food Shop. Yay. It is, um, it's it's kind of a bulk grocery store. Like a Costco? But it also, kind of, hmm. but it also caters to people who want to just come in and, and get, you know, specialty items that they like. Where, like a Costco. Where, where is it? It is on, um, it's right behind the, uh. Hold on, I'm looking. Brian's got a cross reference in his head already. Do you? Uh, I was looking at this yesterday again. Sorry, the voice is wrecked, but it's not the old grocery it's bar. Behind that's, the, it, it's behind the it's behind the Pizza Brothers we, restaurant because we, we had we had the the grocery store that didn't make it turned into the grocery bar that didn't make it. Right. All while I lived down there. It looks like it's Pizza on Bros. That, All right, yeah, no, it's over on, by, by Pizza Bros on uh, Broad Street. That down, is correct. Down from where the new Food City is going to be eventually, uh, the old Carter Distributing Building, actually. So, so yeah, there you go. Value that's every right. day. Food no so more food a, desert for the South Side. So that's a cool thing. You know, yeah. y'all realize that. I mean, that 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 we will. Kind of we, we 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 can quit well, saying the, that. The, the Publix is going to be down the way there too, uh, yeah. down towards Tennessee Avenue. Also, that the right. South Side will no longer be a food desert. I mean, and that was the first time I think I ever heard the phrase used. As a matter of fact, it just looks yeah. like a nice new alternative from cool. the grocery stores that we're used to around here. I loved going to the grocery store when it was there. It was awfully convenient. I mean, some of the things were overpriced. That's what. It happens when you get a boutique. Uh, Pimp's Corner brought to you by People's Home Equity. Don't start your search for a new home until you are pre-approved, and that move saves you time, money, stress, and worry. You don't want that stuff. Also, you want to guide through the jungle of today's market, and that's all covered with Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass, 591-9801, chatmortgage.com, chat with two Ts, mortgage.com. And I'll just also say, I just on a lark yesterday just to prove that I could do it sent out about 90 texts to my friends who I know listen to the podcast from time to time and said hey you're just lurching out there man what are you doing you're just you're just you're just you're trolling you're trolling our podcast cough up a 20 
do a man a solid and to cough up a 20 for the Kickstarter. And damn it, if almost all of them didn't do it. Yeah, I know. How about that? Well, 20 is hard to come by these days. I mean, I but no, I mean, come on now. If a buddy comes up and says, man, come on, do me a solid. Let me hold a 20. I'm in bad shape. I got to get some food. I got to get some words out of my mouth on this podcast. You give him a $20 bill. I might. Yeah, I posted. Well, I'm not going to send you one and ruin my average. I posted that to LinkedIn, too. I have over, gosh, I have so many friends and acquaintances and colleagues on on LinkedIn that uh, hopefully they'll Sometimes when you actually ask for an order, you get it. That's right. Imagine that. I texted my group of friends and they said, have we met? It is time for you to flex. (laughs) No, it's not. Jen still has two things. Yo, you still have two things? How do you know that? Because he said you had three things. Oh, all right. Well, wow, that was just very, very, close very, attention. very, very quickly. I thought she said she was going fast. I'm sorry. The Hamilton County Health Department is now administering Moderna COVID-19 booster shots by appointment only at the Carter Bus Barn, located at 1617 Wilcox Boulevard, beginning yesterday. Boulevard. Um, and then the last thing is the Chattanooga Public Library received $5,000 in grant money from the Thompson Foundation. Wait a minute. How come they get $5,000 yeah. and we can't even get twenty? I know. <laughs> this is ridiculous. The philanthropic fund <laughs> of Thompson Engineering that will support efforts to provide STEAM <laughs> education to middle school students in participation with the Thompson Engineering and library introducing the STEAMtastic Thompson Tuesdays program I'm gonna get for it. engineering education. I am glad that you brought that up. Thompson Engineering is a wonderful organization. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I've said this many times before that engineers and architects in this town do more charity work than they get any credit for. I don't think people have any clue how much work gets done uh, through them just doing it through their own sweat equity yeah. or donating money. Uh, time, influence, and really, and Thompson's one of the best. Yes. And I've seen them in some architects groups, and they they rarely even ask for their name to be put on anything. I think Chattanooga's a very philanthropic city I think you overall. are correct. Congrats to Chat State on their new STEM center, too. There you go. Yeah. That's what it's there for. Flex, damn you. <laughs> okay. Flex, damn you. I've been hearing about this flex all day. Look how big it is. Look how long it is. All the red text is All right. I'm going to sit here and ponder. I'm absorbing like a sponge. All right. Y'all ready for this? Yep. Tuesday, it was announced that Iran was behind a drone strike on a U.S. base in Syria. But instead of the usual line that it was an Iran-backed Shia militia or what have you, you know, the Houthis or maybe Hezbollah, the military is now directly blaming Iran and its military for the attack. Maybe coincidentally, Iran's entire gas delivery system is down today due to a cyber attack. From Natsek Jeff on Twitter, he says Iran's semi-official ISNA news agency said it saw those trying to buy fuel with a government-issued card through fuel machines instead receive a message saying cyber attack 64411, which is the phone number to the regime's supreme leader Ali Khamenei's office. Digital billboards around Iran's capital of Tehran now display the text, Khamenei, where is my fuel? That's the supreme leader. (laughs) (laughs) Who's responsible for this internal attack, right? Well, is it America or Israeli-backed state hackers intent on fomenting internal strike? Or is it a legitimate internal digital insurgency from people fed up with the authoritarian Islamic revolutionary government? 
Well, for what it's worth, Iran says that Israel is responsible, but they say Israel's responsible for everything. America has had well, its yeah, own yeah. America has had its own problems with cyber Antifa. attacks. Yeah, yeah. America has had its own problems with cyber attacks crippling the oil and gas industry. Department of Homeland Security head Alejandro Mayorkas dubbed it killware because it targets not just computer systems, but it affects the world away from the keyboard. Just this year, hackers attempted to spike municipal water in Florida town with deadly chemicals. It was only stopped because of an attentive worker noticing his mouse moving on his screen of its own accord and stopped the would-be killers. The U.S. Army, boasting about its new Microsoft HoloLens augmented reality headsets integrated into infantrymen's headsets, uh, their helmets. It offers a heads-up display, real-time health monitoring, night vision, communications, and more. But what if the signal gets hijacked and our soldiers are unwittingly I, I, fed bad information? I'm not I, done. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm picturing this. And I just want, I want people to really just, just get the picture. You mentioned yesterday, remember when we had that one outage and people's debit cards didn't work mm -hmm. for a day? Imagine that everything you've got, basically your entire life and the life of the platoon that you are with is all on a heads up digital display, giving you every bit of information that you no longer are memorizing because it's in front of you <laughs> yeah. and it blips out. Well, it gets worse. What if the signal gets hijacked? And soldiers are unwittingly fed bad information, perhaps flagging friendlies as hostile. Yes. Uh-huh. Science fiction, of course, has speculated about these possibilities for literally decades, my entire life. But now we're approaching it as a real and possible real-world real threat. If you think you're safe from hackers because you don't use a computer or you don't shop online or you limit how much personal information about you is floating around, you are wrong. Computer software controls every vital piece of infrastructure in the world, from gasoline pipelines to power grid controls, air traffic controls, municipal tap water. The next mass killer may not be a radical jihadist sitting in a cave in Afghanistan. It could be some bored kid who's good at math in Romania. Anyone with a computer and a willingness to learn can be a threat. Welcome to the 21st century. All right, now I'm going to tell you that the, the uh, muscle flex, Russell, the love muscle flexing, brought to you by a new podcast all about being better versions of ourselves, sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures. Bruce Dodd will help you walk through learning to be more intentional with your money, your time, your thoughts, your relationships, theintentionallivingproject.com. And we fully support him. And before you get out of here, I was going to say, you may remember I was talking about a show that I got really enamored of, got all the way through to what we thought was a split season ending. And it turned out to be no. It was the ending of part one. The season ending was, was in the middle. And we're not going to see the next one until they go back into production. Much from now, it was called The uh. Nevers. The Nevers hmm. and about four fifths of it was steampunk, and it was all very retro, eighteen eighties, uh, futuristic. You know, the, yeah. the, like Doctor Doolittle type stuff around the world in eighty days. But all of a sudden, there's two episodes, and it took everybody by surprise, where they go futuristic, and I mean hardcore, hardline, very violent, real futuristic, and the very scene that basically blows your mind is exactly what you just talked about, which were troops sent in that were told each other were the hostiles. Mm -hmm. And they basically went in and wiped each other out, and that was by design yeah. to get rid of a bunch of people that they did not want to have hanging around with information inside their heads. That's and it was been... just very easy. It was a flip of a switch, and all of a sudden, all the red guys turned blue, and they opened up on them, and it was over. Yeah, that's been a plot point in uh, that 
that uh, not Neuromancer, but the other series that came out, uh, Altered Carbon on Netflix. Yes, has been a plot point in Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. I mean, it's in the it's in the public zeitgeist, and I can't imagine the military hasn't thought of it. But it, it's still it's it's a real possibility. It really could happen. All right, we're gonna go ahead and make the switch over here. Okay. Mountains looking at each other. I'm gonna use the the music here and Russell's going to change places with Mr. Nathan Bird is going to join us for a little bit we're going to do kind of a uh, I guess really an explore more with Nathan and talk about his podcast about Chattanooga Civics and uh, I am I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell a whole story I thought I might tell one of my ghost stories here's what's going to happen Tomorrow we're going to be joined by a gentleman uh, that we know very well, DeMarlin Dean. He's a local, he's a, he's a former cop, good friend. He's in the radio business. He also does a podcast, and he's the one that does 9-1-what? 9-1-what? That's his podcast. And, I'm excited and about that. And so he's going to do his own special podcast about police ghost stories. Right. Ghost stories coming in over the 911 line mm-hmm. and things like this. And he wanted to talk to me about my scenario in Hale's Bar. Cool. The the of my, of my three big ghost stories, the one that people are the most interested in, certainly not the scariest one, not by far. I said, well, why do I need to scare at all except for the fact that there was a tornado involved? But, I mean, it's the one that people most want to hear. So he's going to come in tomorrow, and we're going to tell my story on this podcast and then he's going to take a big chunk out of it and play a part of our, our podcast on his podcast and here this is how we build the nation that's right this is how we build the nation absolutely and i did ask rick williams if there was any way he could come in and tell his story remember we had him lined up and he ended up having some health issues he had to go to the er last week and was not able to make it and right now it's looking kind of rough he's just he's he's dealing with some health issues mm-hmm. so he's spending a lot of time at the doctor going back and forth but if he can make it in on thursday he wants to and uh, we will devote probably half the show to that one story because it's one that everybody in Chattanooga needs to hear. If I have to paraphrase it, I will. No, uh, but let's it needs just wait and it see. needs to come from him. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? My name is Jeff Styles. I know. I've been listening <laughs> to y'all for about three weeks. So I am so weird being in this room. Glad. I like I'm so glad to be hearing this music too. This is uh, CCR Creedence Clearwater Revival. Run through the jungle. We chose this to be our music our music bed for explore more and since we started doing this thing we've only done explore more twice because we've discovered i don't know whose fault it is but somebody here is very long-winded somebody here somebody here tends to make us run later than (laughs) usual and then we should and we never get to the end of the show interviews that i want to do so let's jump in there and do it right now before any more time goes by nathan bird uh tell me who you are i'm gonna get you a little closer to the mic and what you do and what what are you doing here today what in the world are you doing here today yeah so my day job i'm a civil engineer uh but during the mayoral and city council elections uh back in 2020 i was getting kind of frustrated with the lack of resources um i i was doing a lot of my own research trying to figure out what what does city council even do i mean sure a lot of the news organizations in town they do a great job of interviewing people and kind of keeping up to date with getting the sound latest bites. Yes. exactly they get some sound bites they get some interviews they explain what's going on today 
but there are very few resources that I could find at least to explain what does the city council do? What does the mayor do? What are these responsibilities? What is kind of the civic bed that we're building off of? Um, and so in that frustration, I started doing a lot of my own research and I realized that, you know, if I'm finding it this difficult to find resources, maybe other people are too. And so I figured I'd buy myself a little digital tape recorder and uh, start recording myself talking about these things. And it kind of spiraled into doing interviews. I did interviews with as, uh, a lot of the city council and mayoral candidates during that election. And then I've kind of transitioned to doing interviews with different civic groups. Uh, I did a, an interview with the uh, Trust for Public Lands. I did an interview with uh, the Chattanooga Design Studio. And I've got some interviews lined up with different city council people about kind of the, the committees that they're on and explaining how the process of city government works. And of course, the highlight of your career so far being here this morning. And, and we're <laughs> just very glad to have you. No, no but actually what well, I find it interesting because I think if you can't, and, and I swear, I've said this is my advice. Jen has heard me say it before to, to, to new people who come in and they want to do talk radio. They think they can do talk radio. Somebody else thinks they can do talk radio. And they come in and they're scared to death. That first day, of course, they're going, what the hell am I going to talk about? And I, I said, it's real easy. Just flip the switch, start talking. When you get to the point where you can actually fill in 20 minutes of just yourself conversing with yourself, you will be completely at ease and you will never be intimidated by another person. <laughs> and that's true. And that's, I mean, if you started out that way, if you, if you were actually comfortable having a self-discussion and, and pointing out both sides without going all schizo, I mean, that's a great way to get started and to really develop your chops for being a conversationalist. Yeah, it's been good. And, you know, I'm, I'm not to the point yet where I do very well just on my own. Most of my interview, most of my episodes where it's just me, 10, 15 minutes tops. Uh, I re I write a script for myself the whole time. Sure. I, I don't do well with the kind of extemporaneous speaking and, and padding time and things like that. Um, and so what I've transitioned to is originally I thought I was going to be doing more of those episodes where I'm just talking. I'm just explaining the things that I have learned. And I found that it's better both for me and I think it's more interesting to listen to if I can get more people to come on the show and, and be interviewed. Sure. And it's actually worked out really well. I was, I was kind of worried when I first started the show, like, hey, no one's ever heard of me. No one, this brand new podcast has like 100 listeners and no one knows what it is. So who's going to come on the show? And then, you know, all of a sudden I'm interviewing uh, Kim White and Tim Kelly and, sure. and you know, it kind of took off from there, but it, it seems to be going really well, being able to get people to come on the show. People love talking about what they do. You know, you don't think about it when you're trying to schedule interviews, how exciting people Everybody are. Everybody enjoys talking about something. Exactly. It might not be what they do. It might be what they want to be doing. But I mean, <laughs> if you, everybody, even the most, I mean, quiet, unassuming, you know, backwoods country man, ain't got much to say. Get him going on his topic. Right. It might be fishing. And now all of a sudden you've got him animated and, and other people get animated with him. Now, I'm being very rude because I'm, I'm looking at you in there uh -huh. and I'm turning my back on yeah, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want to leave you out of this conversation at all. I okay. was just going to ask, when does your podcast air? How do people find it? So this is just a side hustle. Um, I don't have any really set schedule. I just kind of release episodes as they come along. I've been aiming lately for two episodes a month. During the election, I was just working 
overtime trying to get all the interviews in. I was doing three, four episodes a week, and it was wearing me out. So I'm aiming for two episodes a month. Uh, they just kind of drop as I record them, and you can find all the different platforms at chattanoogacivics.com. That'll take you to links to all our social media, all the different... Uh, you know, Spotify, Apple, all those places. Um, it's all at chattanoogacivics.com is the easiest way to find it. I like your website. I've been to the website. I've actually done a little bit of research on you. Um, I think you're I think you're interesting. You, you homeschooled up to eighth grade, mm -hmm. and then you got a scholarship to Macaulay. That's right. And then to Vanderbilt. Yes. So you're highly educated. And uh, I listened to some might say I, some might say I listen, no I some think might say that I yeah. think you're very interesting <laughs> and I think you sell yourself short by saying that when you do the podcast by yourself they're not that interesting they are I've listened well I'm glad to, to hear that I feel like I have a, a very like NPR you do radio voice you and just kind of you know that's not everybody's cup of tea I grew up listening to NPR but I realized so like did that we. it's kind of boring <laughs> after a while so well just 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 say it just go ahead. All things considered. All things considered. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean that's how I got that the the, it's, the it's, idea it's, for my it. intro. All right, all right. You know, <laughs> for the next twenty minutes, we'll be taking calls uh, <laughs> for your donations. Uh, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think we we are not going to play a damn song till you give us some money. Uh, we need to try that ourselves. Go ahead. I think your concept <laughs> just hit me. <laughs> I think it your concept for Chattanooga Civics and teaching people what government is is a great thing because i think a lot of people don't know yeah i'm glad oh, that God. people seem to be appreciating it you know it's one of those things again i struggled with it trying to figure out what is the basis for all these conversations because you get interviews in the paper you see them on tv but you don't really know like what do these people do right right well and and the thing is i i've said this many 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 times before we learned civics we had civics class yeah, in high school I did it was core curriculum and it was a it was a 12th grade class it was a senior level class and it was one of the toughest classes I had to take in high school mainly because of the teacher Mrs. Winifred B. English she was <laughs> so hard on me but I really got a lot out of it and it was not a class that I enjoyed it at the time. I mean, I would have much rather been out there with my friends in the sunlight. You know, I'm talking about being mm -hmm. 17 years old. But by God, she drilled it into me, the necessity to, to know how your local governance works, to know that it's not just your, you know, a, it's a, not a duty. It's an obligation. It's not a right. It's your job to vote and to be an informed voter. These idiots in D.C., and I'm going to say most of them are truly idiots, and I, and, and I hate to say that. I didn't used to believe that. <laughs> I believe that now. I am now aware that I am as smart as many of the people in the House of Representatives or the Senate, and that terrifies me. <laughs> it terrifies me. But it doesn't take somebody who is smart to get elected. It takes electability. But I mean, it's it's their hired help. This is the point. Their hired help, and they have gotten so far above their raising. And unless people learn from this level what their rights are and how to actually hold themselves up in a conversation with somebody, not be intimidated by somebody because he's got a title and a suit, then we'll never get anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's something too. I mean, you mentioned you had a civics class growing up, and and I feel like today, if 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 you have a civics class which isn't even a given anymore. If you have one, it's mostly 
federal and maybe state and there's not a lot of education at the local level and i i really believe local politics is just fundamental to getting anywhere in this country because even all these federal programs they end up getting spun out at the local level so congress says hey let's give cities a bunch of money who's spending that money the city government is spending that money you know congress gave city of chattanooga like 40 million dollars or something lately and Mm -hmm. and it's being spent by the city council and the mayor. Sure. It's not being spent by your congressman. Uh, you know, same thing with the vaccine rollouts. Vaccines got rolled out, and then it was up to counties and cities to actually distribute those vaccines. So the rubber and meets make the sure road. Exactly. And in almost every conversation you're having politically, if a decision gets made at the federal level, it has to be implemented at the local level. The basis of the American system of government is the county. And most people have no idea that that is the case. Mm-hmm. The high sheriff of the county is the highest elected official in that land. I mean, I know we're a long way from there, and it'd probably be hard to get back, but that's the way it was meant to be. And the, the, the group representative government, all right, we've decided as a group that this is our opinion. We send it to this larger group. That group goes to a larger group. That was the way it was supposed to work because mm-hmm. we couldn't go all gallivanting to D.C. If... Um, if you could just make one change, you got a magic wand, you know what you know, you've talked to a couple of folks, you've seen some things that maybe other people haven't seen just because you're looking, you got a magic wand, make a change in the way that the government works around here, city, county, state, regional, and alteration that you think would help. One change. Um, that's tough. I've got like three or four running around the top of my Fire head. Fire them up. First one would probably be making city council a full-time job with a staff. I, think that makes uh, sense. I agree with that de- too. Minimum, I think they need a support staff. Yeah. Uh, I, I would really like to see it be a full-time job just because at, at this point, it's really hard to run for city council unless you're kind of independently not wealthy, but able to support yourself and still kind of take some time off of work to talk to your constituents. and. You know, you're you're doing at least 20 hours a week minimum to be a city council member. And so making that a full time job would open up opportunities to a lot of people who can't afford to quit their job to do that. Um, so, so that's that's a one big one. I think another one would just be ranked choice voting. And people talk about this thing as like it's a magic bullet for I'm all not, of our I'm partisan not sure woes. How I feel about it. I'm not sold on that. Uh, but one simple thing that it would really help with is the transition. Uh, not going to a runoff election every yeah. time we get two mayoral candidates. Mayor Kelly had two weeks to transition. It might not have even been that long. And if we had had instant runoffs or ranked choice voting, yeah. he would have had a full two months to make that transition team work. Yeah. And so I don't think it's a silver bullet to all these partisan issues, but I think at, at the city level, I think it would be a really helpful change and it would save a lot of money on running two elections mm-hmm. and things Just like that. more numbers, the more problems, the way I see it. That's the way my brain works. Right. I, I don't trust numbers, but I want to tell you what, uh, Nathan, we're going to have to wrap it up pretty quickly here. How do people find you? Again, uh, the name of the podcast. And just if they want to reach out to you, say maybe want to schedule an interview, follow you around, who knows? <laughs> Everything can be found at ChattanoogaCivics.com. That'll take you to my email address, to all the different uh, podcast places that you can listen and, and watch. 
And that's really it. I mean, ChattanoogaCivics.com. It's all, right. all there. Well, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. Thank and by you. the way, that Explore More segment was brought to you by Tennessee American Water Company. Been providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family counting on them to provide them clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day. That's why Tennessee American Water, they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right. All right. Regional Roundup and Shotgun Shoutouts, and that's going to basically wrap things up for the day. Uh, speaking of Tennessee American Water Company and the faucets and the flows, the 33rd Tennessee River Rescue was a huge success. Uh, mountains, mountains of stuff hauled out of the watershed, out of the rivers, the creeks, uh, 450 volunteers participated back on October 2nd. I have been working with the river rescue folks since the very first one. And I remember that that day so vividly. Oh my God, I was so hungover. It was unbelievable. And I was out there and I wanted to be by myself and I was able to, I, I worked along next uh, to a crew of people that were pulling tires out of the river. We took out tonnage of stuff that was right there in the banks, right there where, where kids would be swimming and jumping off rocks. And every year we found less and less and less. Now they will always find trash, but just to see it still so successful and going so strong after 33 years. That's awesome. It says a lot about this town. It does. And are yeah. taking care of our resources. Here's a tip for you. If you, uh, if you, and I've used this before at these exact kind of events. If you don't want people working next to you, uh, just say you don't speak English, you know, preemptively. Man. Get ahead of the issue, and they come up to you. Hey, man, it's really great. Really by the great way, to be out by, here. Hey, dude. By the way, I don't speak English. That's what oh, I do. Okay. That's what I do. I have, <laughs> I have literally done that before. Yo, brah, brah. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the beanie, I don't speak English. One time, I was at a checkout. I was checking out, and the guy's like, uh, he goes, I'm "Not sure how that works." He goes, "Yeah, it's really pouring out there, isn't it?" And I just didn't want to talk to him, so I look up at him. I go, "I don't speak English." All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's you good. got, you got one obviously, and I've got some shotgun shoutouts. We'll fly through these. Tennessee State Parks is hosting a job fair Friday, October 29th, for several positions at the new Fall Creek Falls Lodge. Mm. The 40.4 million dollar project, which broke ground in 2019, will fill more than 30 full-time and part-time positions, ranging from front desk associates to building maintenance technicians. That was controversial when they were working on that too. I remember there was a lot of questions about you know should the state be involved in this for profit and should the private industry be well, involved hey, if you in need this? a job that's yeah. a good one <laughs> shotgun shout outs brought to you by rc2 realty solutions uh add the dot com and got all you need to deal with that distressed property you've been saddled with robin ring will help you sell renovate maybe you want to buy invest talk to robin at rc2 realty solutions.com and I just got the rant from Sunday's paper. I haven't even looked at them. Good. I haven't oh. even looked at them. Didn't mark them up. I'm I just like gonna. The rant. I'm just gonna read them. Twenty-five words maximum. You send them to the paper. The Sunday Times Free Press puts it in their perspective section, and it's kind of like a tweet. Just gives you a little glimpse into what people are thinking. All right. Rest in peace, General Powell, a great American patriot, national security advisor, chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, Secretary of State, a good man. Trump disparaged Colin Powell and John McCain after their deaths. The man has absolutely no human decency, never did. Agreed. 
Joe is confused about when to wear masks. It's inside, not outside. With people, not alone on Zoom. His puppeteer was on break, obviously. In early January, some folks said it's better when one party controls both Congress and the White House. Wonder if they still believe that today. I've actually never felt that way. I think log jams are probably good for us. Uh, the Republican Party, local, state, and national desperately needs more Colin Powell's and less Trump and his ilk. Maybe Biden would see things differently if he personally had to pay for housing, food, gas, etc., like the rest of us. Well, none of those people up there have done that. <laughs> I was going to say. And for so long, are you kidding they're me? They're too busy insider trading to bother with that. Goodness gracious. All right, Rhonda Thurman, the books you want to ban just describe the lives our kids are living. So are you trying to ban their lives? I can't oh, believe for they, heaven's sake. You know, they tried Rhonda to, Thurman Schmerman. They tried to ban staying alone in, at home on Fortnite all day, and I was really upset about that. That <laughs> describes my life. Bottled projectile throwing Vols fans, if you can't mask up to protect from COVID, at least consider masking to hide your identity from for surveillance cameras. Uh, are they? Are people? Have they been arrested for that? Have I've they, not have seen they anything identity? about that, but I have not followed it either. Hillbilly Mardi Gras, a Knoxville college football event where <laughs> boozed-up fans abandon yeah. beads and necklaces and start throwing deadly glass and plastic bottles at strangers. Hell yeah! Hot the mighty. Uh, be proud of who and what you are. Never be ashamed of something you cannot control. Avoid and ignore anyone who tells you different. What a great piece of advice. I Let disagree. me read that again. Let me read that one again. Be the last one. Be right. proud of who and what you are. Never be ashamed of something you cannot control. Avoid and ignore anyone who tells you different. What if you're Hitler? I'm, 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 <laughs> Shut up, Russell. I, I like that one. I like it on that one. And by the way, as we wrap it up here today, the Chattanooga Driving Show, live from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio with all of our sponsors out there. Thank you so much. We still have a couple of segments that are unsponsored. If you get in touch with Jen, please, she can hook you up and we can get you. You can become part of the advertising team here. And my new game show, What If You're Hitler? Like, I, you know, and we're like we're doing the big sweeps week. We got the big, big ratings book, you know, extravaganza promotional thing going on. I'm going to give $1 away to 30,000 people. One dollar, one dollar. I got it in <laughs> once my I, pocket. Once I get and my voice th- back, give me till till tomorrow. I'll have a segment with some new sounds, and the phone number will be All revealed right. tomorrow. Excellent. Hey. So you can call. It's a text other, line as well, but we'll that, do that tomorrow. Dune rules. Oh, you Dune oh. rules. Did you watch it last yes, night? Yes. Yes. Oh. oh my God. Right. Ru- and do you know? Do you know that the second movie has not even been green-lighted? Mm-hmm. There's no script. Oh. There's been no casting. There's been no budget well, set aside for it. There will be. Oh, my God. Right? It's, it's, oh, it's, the ending it's was so frustrating. So good. So good. Check it out. <laughs>